0: Um, you know what? A little bit later on tonight, when we have ministry later, we're going to have some, some people here who are going to um, listen to the Lord's heart to give you prophetic encouragement uh, at the end of tonight. And also, the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I would love it if, uh, Russ and Susan, if you would come back up also just to pray for people. So, so if you're one of those that just needs that joy deposit even more than, you know then come up and get some prayer from Susan. Um, and we're, we're totally gonna go after that uh, son, sonship, daughtership thing tonight again, because it's so important. But first, I have a question for you. Um, my question is this, have you all, you've all seen a horse fly, right? Okay, all right, but have you ever looked really closely This is actually <laughs> This is actually a different strain. This is a horse dragonfly. It's 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 related to the horse fly. So I just I, I just thought I would show you a couple others, a couple other hybrids. Have you ever have you ever seen a zebrant? A zebrant? Yeah. I had never seen one before. <laughs> How about a Z frog? Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, we have a lot more. We have a hippo frog. <laughs> <laughs> we have a dolophant. That's just amazing. Actually, uh, I think they've bred elephants with a lot of things. Here's a manophant. or, or a, a elephantity, if you'd rather, or a. Uh, let's see, what's next? A a <laughs> That almost looks like Dumbo, doesn't it? Or that also could be an elemelian, okay. Uh, here's, a, here's a humming, humming vent. <laughs> Don't you wonder how that thing gets enough lift to get off the ground? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> you know, sometimes you hear howling at night and you're wondering what it is, but the howl sounds a little bit higher pitched. Here's actually what it is right here. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a puffer parrot. Yeah, you parent, you're like, oh, that's not even nice. (laughs) How about a hen cat? (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? Or same family, slightly different. Here's a cat shark. Oh, come on, cat shark. That's just scary. You definitely don't want to go into the water. Here's a here's a tiger fish. A real one. Or the infamous banana fish. Okay, that's just <laughs> That's just random, don't you think? All right, here's a <laughs> Here's a kangafin. Or, or a porperu. <laughs> here's, here's a law mouse. <laughs> Could be a yaw mouse if you're from South America. A squirrel ox. No, we're, we're almost done, really. This one is not a hybrid, it's a tribrid. This is a deer-rab-owl. He even looks spiritual, don't you think? I and of course, everyone is familiar with the common beetle. Come on, baby. There you go. All right, now, if you're asking me, Brent, what does this have to do with your message? My answer is absolutely nothing. I just like to have fun you see you're my friends and a day or two ago I saw all these and I said my friends have to see this because these are just great so honestly honestly um, if we can't laugh a little bit oh my goodness you know I used to get really serious about about well religion I was going to say my relationship with God, which is kind of true, but really serious. And uh, there are times to be serious, no question. But I I promise you, God wants us to really enjoy this thing. You know, when we're with our kids, uh, when they were growing up, you know, we're out, they're doing the slip and slide or whatever. I didn't say, be serious. (laughs) I wanted him to have fun. Papa, we're his kids. We are his sons and daughters. He loves it when we have fun. So um, I'm just giving you permission to enjoy this thing again, especially if you haven't been enjoying it for a while. You actually have daddy's permission to enjoy it. So last week, I talked about entrepreneurial sons and daughters of the king, just for me as as a communicator so that I know. How many of you were here last week? You're not in trouble if you don't raise your hand. Okay, the rest of you who didn't, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Cool, so about half or so, and uh, what I'm going to do in in five minutes' time, you can like, well, don't time me because then you won't be listening to me, but in five minutes' time, I'm going to show you, I'm going to recover what I covered last week and then move on from there. Entrepreneurial sons and daughters of the king, it's time to think brilliantly. Would you all agree? And then I uh, defined, uh, talked about being an entrepreneur. What does that even mean? We have to see ourselves as entrepreneurial sons and daughters of our papa and king. An entrepreneur is an innovator, innovators who are highly creative with a tendency to imagine new solutions by finding opportunities for profit or reward. See right there makes us feel nervous sometimes as Christians. Wait, We can't do things for profit or reward. Sure you can, as long as, As long as God gets the booty, it's all for the kingdom. As long as you're taking the brilliant ideas, solutions, and pouring it into the kingdom, he's really great with that. Uh, In fact, Jesus told some parables about that that we'll talk about later. An enterprising individual who builds capital through risk, risk, and initiative. It's okay to be risky with God. And he calls it a father and son construction company. He wants to build with you. But last week, I didn't have this picture because he's also a father and daughter construction company. I told you last week it was sons or daughters. And then later on, I thought, you know how easy that would have been for me to pick another picture? So there you go. Ladies, you are all included in the construction company. What does that mean that he wants to build with us? Things like... Ask of me, and I'll give you the nations as your inheritance. He he puts some huge promises out there. He wants to know who's going to bite, who wants in on these. Here's another one Jesus says, As you go, I want you to heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. He didn't say, I'll do these things. He said, You go do them. He said, I showed you how. Let's go do it. You you do it. Here's another one Uh, Make disciples of all nations. In Matthew 28 19. So, if we truly believe this, what this was is God's goodness, that He's for us, that He wants to work with us to change the world, if we really believe this, then no more orphan spirit and no more entitlement. Orphan spirit, I'm going to talk a lot more about tonight, um, but not knowing that we belong to our daddy. Um, causes us to do things uh, fear-based basically most of the time fear-based and let me back oh i'll just leave it there entitlement entitlement is that um, everything is supposed to come to me on a silver spoon and so i there's nothing i have to do that's not entirely true Um, there's a lot we have to do in fact basically god's saying put on your boots you know put on your gear let's go because we got some things to do together and, the, and entitlement, sometimes we go, can go the other extreme of just saying, well, I have it all, therefore I don't have to do anything, which is entirely true. But if you're not planning to do anything, might as well go home, right, to be with Jesus, which is where we're all going to be soon. But he says, "Why you're here, I actually have a world for you to impact. I got a huge harvest to, to save. F- Father God, is he's a family man yeah. to the nth degree, more than we understand family even. And he says, I want, I want this banquet table filled to the brim with billions and billions of my sons and daughters. That's his plan. And he says, would you help me do that? All right, so there's the invitation, and it's all a matter of the heart. What I mean by that is, is... Our, we have to let God look at our heart. We're going to talk we're going to look a lot at this tonight, but we have to let him look at our heart because we will act out of what our heart believes. Yeah. So if we're not believing truly that we're sons and daughters, if we're believing we're orphans, we won't we won't actually step out and do what he's what he's empowered us to do. So tonight especially, we're going to take a good look at your heart. We're going to let the Lord take a good look at your heart because we got places to go, and the only way we're going to get there is if he Changes any wrong perceptions he has to be the changer right um, but but we can look together and ask him to do it. so here we go. That was last week here 's this week. I want to start with a quote from Doug Addison. If you got my email, you actually read uh, this is a portion of what I put in that email. if you didn 't get the email and you want to, can I just tell you um, you can uh, you can write to me, brent at blazingfire.org and say, put me on the email. You can go right to our website, blazingfire.org and there's a place where you can click on and, and get added to our website. Or you can talk to that man, Russ Folkler. He'll put you right on. Because if you send it to me, I'm just going to send it to him anyway. So, um, but if you, weekly emails from all of our elder team, we send them out. Um, and I encourage you to be part of that if you aren't already so this is part of what I wrote uh, in that email I put Doug Addison is a good friend of mine and he wrote this a few days ago on Elijah list he says June is a time that we will need to work hard to break through old mindsets and ungodly thinking God is removing all limits the major limitation we face is our own thinking before I go on let me just say when I read this a few days ago I, I was so amped as I'm reading this because it's everything that's going on inside of me. It's hard to explain to you in words what's happening inside here to you. But, but this last year, that there's, been, there's been a lot of healing in my life. There's, we got a lot of rest that we needed. And let me tell you, everything is shifting. Like it was really good. It was good before. But oh my goodness, we were, we we're like, I'm, I can't tell you how excited my spirit is. And I don't even know why. I don't know all the whys yet. I just know it's really good. I know that the things before that we saw as problems, oh, God's saying, just ask me and watch. Watch what, what, watch what our brilliant thinking is going to do together. So I want to I wanna release that encouragement over all of you. That's, this is the mindset that's shifting right now. God is saying, church, it's time because we got a world to go save, but you can't do that unless you really believe who, who I say you are. So I'm going to start shifting those last bit of mindsets that got to shift because we don't have time to wait anymore. That's honestly what I'm feeling. It's not like he's not mad, but he's saying, here we go. You know, I'd say fasten your seatbelts, but forget about it. Do not fasten your seatbelts because you need to be up and ready to go. So he's changing mindsets. Um, Watch on June 20th. So that was a couple days ago. A window of opportunity is going to open that will allow us to see more clearly. By July, we will begin to understand and gain insight into God's new plans that are being established in us. Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. In other words, stay at your post. Let's keep going here. And here's a little bit more from him. Don't be discouraged. It's time to contend and fight for the things that God has promised us. And I'm praying that as you read this, God will speak to you about your old assignment. I'll tell you about that in a minute. And that you would receive grace to complete it so that you will be ready to receive a new exciting kingdom assignment for the next step in your destiny. It's a great, it's great to see it unfold. What he mentioned more in this article, which you can find, by the way, on ElijahList.com, just type in Doug Addison, it'll come right up. But what he mentioned in, also in that article is that right now it's time to finish up some old things that have been hanging around, left undone. For me personally, I know that this, so much of this is about finishing the book, that for the last several years, God has said, write the book, write the book, write the book. Uh, I'm, I'm in the, it, this is the very latest, is that probably within two months we should have hard copies in hand. Um, but but let me tell you one of the honestly, I could honestly I could have it on ebook next week, just because of the way the publishing world is these days. However, because God this whole thing that's going on inside of me and God's saying, think brilliantly. Don't with whatever dreams He's given you, do not think small. Think how God, how are you wanting this to touch many, many people? So honestly, I'm talking to people and I'm I'm talking mostly to the Lord in my my quiet times with him. And he's giving me brilliant ideas about how this message is going to impact the world. So it's not just about you know handing it out to a few people and saying, "Hey, here's a cool, here's a cool word." So that's for me personally. But what is it for you? In in Doug's article, he mentioned he mentioned even things like cleaning up your garage, uh, finishing your resume. You know, some things that you kind of put on hold for whatever reason. He's saying once you get back to those, finish them up. Because the next things that God's giving you are pretty big, and and now's the time to get those things mopped up and let's go, while He is shifting our mindsets. All right. So, however that speaks to you, I know for some of you that is speaking to you. You're like, okay, there are a few things I know I need to do and finish up um, because of something something that's coming. All right. Uh, let me keep going here. Um, Jesus said this in John 14, 18. This is the Amplified Version. He said, I will not leave you as orphans. Comfortless, desolate, bereaved, forlorn, helpless. I will come back to you. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. So I want to talk about that. I want to... Very rarely these days do I preach two Saturdays in a row. I just... Part of it, part of my leadership style is I love I love hearing from the rest of the team. I, love, I just love it. And, and so I don't often, I almost never preach twice in a row anymore. This time, I had no idea last week that I was going to preach a second part to this, except that when I was done, God said, you're not done. Let's keep going. Let's, let's really get this thing. Because if we get this shift, watch out. Watch out, watch out, watch out. So I want to talk about the difference between orphans and sons and daughters. Okay, what what is the difference? What is this mind shift we're talking about that God is inviting us into? And I, I want to say probably everyone in this room, or almost all of us, if you've been saved for you know any length of time, you're you're not fully in the orphan state. You you know there's part of you that very well knows your son or daughter, but there's still certain aspects where you're where you're still thinking in an orphan way, and God says that's not who you are anymore. And so let's look at these and some of these I think are going to hit some of you like, Oh, I think I might still be doing that orphans. Let's just talk about that for a minute. What, what is, what does that orphan spirit look like? Feel like uh, feel an orphan feels a continual sense of lack. So I, I can't because I don't have, or, or, you know, always like, I don't know how I'm going to survive. That's, that's that orphan spirit. Here's another one. They see no way out. An orphan doesn't see any way out, it's hopeless, okay? Here's another one. Um, a fear of f- a failure and a fear of taking risks, okay? If, you feel, if you're afraid to step out because you're afraid of failing, um, that's part of that orphan thing that is not who you are. I wanna keep saying it that way because I'm not speaking anything on you. I'm just telling you there's certain things God's gonna say it's time for us to leave that behind. Here's another one, fear of success. Um, I don't have time to explain all these in any great detail tonight. I'm just trying to give you an overview. But, but you know, an orphan doesn't know what to do with success either. It Scares the pants off of them. Uh, God wants us to be successful. So let's look at, I'm just gonna look at these four first, then we'll go on to some others. But what about sons and daughters? Instead of feeling a continual sense of lack, They know that there's always enough. There's always enough. When you're in Papa's because you belong to him, because everything that's his is yours, there's always enough. And for what, uh, for the great things he is calling you to do to make a difference in this world, you've got to know that to the core of your being. There are no limitations for you. There's always enough. Instead of seeing no way out, a son or daughter knows that they're already in. See, no way out, that's a, that's a futile way of thinking, right? I don't see any way out, what am I gonna do? A son or a daughter, I'm in. There is there is no sense of what am I gonna do, how am I gonna get out of this mess? God says, you're not in a mess, you're in me. Changes everything. So So often, I will come to those times of the Lord, I'll sit in his presence. Oh my goodness, I mean, he, be, he just right away begins, to, almost every time, begins to speak to my heart about who I am, and I, can, I can't worry. I cannot, in that place, I cannot worry. That is a true statement. In that place. It's not possible. When I know I'm, I'm sitting there, I know I'm his son, I know he loves me, I know everything's working out for my good. Hmm, I'm finding it really hard to worry right now. So you got to go there often. Especially when when anxiety and other things start to take over or you're trying to figure everything out on your own. See, God's not saying, he's not asking you to do anything that he isn't empowering you to do or giving you all the resources to do. So he's not saying you think brilliantly apart from me and come back in a year and tell me how it went. See, that's not going to go very well for you. But that's how most of us operate. We keep trying to work our way out of things and figure things out and oh yeah, there's God up there. God help me do something. But then we're right back to trying to figure it out. And he says, no, why don't we think brilliantly together? But that actually takes time together to think brilliantly together. See, this, it's going to change. This is part of the shift. When you know your son or daughter, it's not up here on the screen, but you actually want to spend time with your papa. You want to. Part, the main thing is, it's just great to know you're adored. It's, it feels wonderful. And in the midst of that, he starts giving you amazing clarity and purpose and vision again, especially if those things have seemed dry for you. He, he begins to restore those things in relationship. That's where it comes. Okay. Orphans, instead of the fear of failure and taking risks, sons and daughters are born, they know they're born to step out and to think brilliantly. They know that that's their place. Supposed to, they're not afraid of doing that. Orphans are afraid of success. Sons and daughters, they know they're created to rise up and prosper. It's what you're destined to do. And I want to keep reminding you, I said this a lot last week. This is not just for you. It is for you, but it's for so much more. It's for you and the world. Yeah. It can't just stay it for you only. If every day this year and every year till, till you go be with Jesus, you're still in this place of God, are, are you really for me and are you real? And I just need to know that. I'm not saying there aren't certain days where you struggle with things Hear my heart, but if that's your continual place, it's all, it's, you're gonna stay in that place of well, I just need to know you're real for me. He loves you. If you're, in, if you're stuck in that place, he loves you the same. He's not upset at you. But he says, you know what? I, I am for you. I do love you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to change your mindset, the way you're seeing things, because, because it can't just be for you anymore. you got to know this to the depth of your being, because we we got, we got our world to go touch. A few more. Orphans. Come on, there it is. Uh, orphans have this feeling, I have to take care of myself. Right? That's what an orphan would feel. I have to take care of myself. Who else is going to take care of me? A lot of, lot of Christians are operating in that mindset. I, I've got to take care of myself. Here's another one. Um, i got to hoard. I've got to grab onto everything because if I'm going to take care of myself and I don't know when that's coming around again, I've got I to grab onto it. And nobody can take it from me. See, that's that fear thing setting in again, right? Um, Do you remember? Remember when the Lord said, "I'm gonna said to the Israelites, I'm gonna give you manna one day at a time. I'll provide it for you. I told you I would. That's the covenant. I'll do it. I don't want you to take an extra day. Don't take an extra day's manna. And those that did didn't work out so good for them. You know, maggots in the manna. We won't go there. Probably could have come up with one of those hybrid pictures. Anyway, that was, some of you are really visual. That was very graphic. Yeah. <laughs> Which animal does it go with? Never mind. Um, didn't work out for them when they took an extra day. Why is God is God stingy? Oh my goodness, no. He. He's got it all. You've got to remember he was feeding millions of people a day and water and from a rock and etc., etc. Can he take care of his kids? Oh, you bet he can. But he says, I'm teaching you something. I'm teaching you you don't have to operate in fear and hoard for fear of is God going to take care of me the next day? I, he says, I already promised I would. Okay? So orphans want to hoard things. The orphans can't value or steward God's blessings and favor. So when you're in that fear place, you can't, you don't see the value of what it is. Therefore you can't take care of it and steward it to share with other people. And one more orphans believe that money will save them. That orphan spirit says, if I just have enough money, all my problems are solved. I'm just going to park it there for a minute. Not that this would be true of anyone in this room. But when you see it for what it is, doesn't that look an awful lot like worshiping another God? Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Jesus paid for that, but it doesn't mean we want to be stuck in it, right? Is money going to save you? Is having enough money going to solve all your problems? I don't think you're totally convinced of that. Is having enough money going to solve all your problems? Now, when we say you have unlimited resources, does that mean you have, does that mean you have unlimited money in wads, you know, sitting stuffed in your mattress so that whatever God asks you to do, you can pull up the next wad and, you know, go do it. Is that, no, that's not what it means. Resources in the kingdom are whoosh, whoosh. The more you get used to the, the more you understand this, the more whoosh you're going to see in your life. If you're looking to stuff that mattress with money to save yourself, you're going to find um, fires that might start and the money won't be there. You're going to find all kinds of interesting things. God doesn't want you relying on money. He does want you to be brilliant with Him. Is money an evil thing? No, it's not. The love of money is the root of all evil, right? So that's a biggie. That's a biggie. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Sons and daughters, instead of I have to take care of myself, sons and daughters say, Papa takes care of me. That's the covenant. The covenant of grace is God doing it for you, what you can't do for yourself. The covenant of grace says it is my extreme pleasure to take care of you. It's what I love to do. I'm a dad. You're my sons. You're my daughters. My sons... I, I, don't believe there was a day in their life when they were wondering, hmm, I wonder if we're gonna, if mom and dad are gonna feed us today. Okay. I didn't say cook dinner for them. Cereal. Cereal. <laughs> Did you want to come up and elaborate on that, Suzanne? We all have our different gifts and passions I like to cook (laughs) we'll leave it there (laughs) okay where was I on these notes anyway oh yeah (laughs) that's the covenant he says I love to take care of you orphans will hoard out of fear sons and daughters they bless generously True sons and daughters learn to bless generously because you're, you're made in Papa's image. It's just what you do. It's who you are. You can't help it. Orphans, they can't value or steward God's blessings in favor, but sons and daughters know that God's full inheritance is theirs to enjoy. Not someday, but now instead of believing that money's going to save them, they know that money is a tool for the sake of the kingdom. I and mean, they know that Jesus already saved them. I could have said that said it that way as well. Um, so let's uh, look at Scripture again. Romans eight fourteen to sixteen, all who are led by God's Spirit are God's sons and daughters. You are not like a son. You're not like a daughter. He wasn't using a cool analogy to make you feel good he said you are mine you're my boy you're my girl that's the way it is you didn't receive a spirit of slavery to lead you back again into fear but you received a spirit that shows you are adopted as his children with this spirit we cry Abba father the same spirit agrees with our spirit that we are God's children Abba Dada. Papa. Up, Dada. That's what Jesus told us to call him. That's what Paul tells us to call him. That's what Abba means. Dada. Papa. Daddy. Like the one in Alana's hands. In arms. Well, she's not speaking just yet, but still. Soon. Mama, dada. And what are you going to do when they go, uh, you know, you have a two year old, up, dada. What are you going to do? Come here, come here. That's who we are. But we have to live in this. That's where, the, that's where the, the fun and enjoyment is, but that's also where the power and authority is. It really is. It's in the intimacy with papa, dada. Jesus says, you got to know my dad because he's way cool. He is cooler than you can imagine. That spirit of slavery, remember remember, uh, the Israelites who were in slavery for 400 years? And God says, hey, you're free. And they said, what's freedom? We don't know how to be free. And he said, bummer, bummer, bummer because you wouldn't even take the free gift and take the inheritance. going to wait for another generation to believe that they're free to to receive what's theirs as children. And the same, the same is is true for us. Sometimes, sometimes this orphan spirit mentality thing, some of it has nothing to do with you. Some of it has to do with your parents. I don't know. I don't know about your parents. My parents uh, went through part of the depression. Um, some of you, you're figuring, uh, you're living through a new era of depression in this last decade. And what my point is, is that when we start to let the fear of this world consume us, it sometimes, if you grew up under that, you ha- that's something, something on uh, is is uh, in, in, impacting you, affecting you, stealing away your freedom, and you don't even know it, because it's just the way you grew up. But Jesus is going to set you free. You don't have to, we don't have to wait another generation. In fact this, that's one of the, in my introduction in the book, that's one of the lines that I, that I bring up right at the very beginning of the book is I I believe this is the generation. I really do. I believe this is the generation where God's kids are finally going to get it. We're we're in that third wave of the Father's love and, and we're all part of that, but people are gonna finally get it and once we get who we are nothing's gonna stop us the only thing that's been stopping us really is right here it's been our own minds it's true you could say well hasn't the enemy stopped us no actually not according to scripture cuz really he's already a defeated enemy his whole game is deception if he can get you to believe things that aren't true they seem true to you see it's still a mind game that's why in, in when, we, when they talk about you know, how do we t- defeat the enemy, well, you, bring, you, you take it captive and you take it to the Lord and you take your thoughts captive is what it says. You take your thoughts captive and you take it to the Lord and you say, Lord, is this right? Is this you? Is this good or bad? Is this light or dark? You take those thoughts. Now the enemy has no more authority. As long as you're willing to take your thoughts and take them to the Lord and let him analyze them for you, oh, you're good to go. But as long as you keep finding it in here, any of you fight a lot of thoughts in here all the time and you keep them in your brain, not, it's not a good place for them, actually. It's kind of like a breeding ground for all kinds of weird stuff that you end up doing. And so the better thing to do is say, God, I'm just going to take this out of here and, and I'm going to ask you, is this right? And ask him, talk to him, use your voice, your vocal cords. Don't, don't keep your conversations with God in your brain. Seriously. When I'm, I'm not saying you can't. I'm not saying you can't have quiet times where you're not saying anything. No problem. But I'm saying get used to talking with him and, and use your voice and say, God, I'm thinking this thought. It doesn't seem so good to me. What do you say about this? And let him let, listen to him. He will talk to you. All right, so... What you believe about your identity will directly impact certain things. Do you believe that you're an orphan, at least in certain places, or do you believe you're a son and daughter? It's going to impact certain things. Before I share with you the ones I already put up here, I thought of another one while we were worshiping because what you believe about yourself is going to impact worship, your worship, big time. So if you're an orphan, if, if you any part of you is still in that orphan mindset um, then you don't really believe you have a daddy who is for you and every all, all things are yours well that's not somebody you're gonna get too excited about really actually it's also not somebody you're gonna trust and really how can you fall in love with someone that you can't trust it's pretty big it's pretty big If you're honest with God and there's reasons why you find it hard to trust him, can I just tell you again, would you just put those out before him? Just like stop playing the game that you're supposed to have your act together and you can't see anything that might seem derogatory to God. Just just stop that and just say, God, you know what? I need to be honest with you. I'm having a really hard time trusting you. I don't even believe certain things. Just get it out there. I promise you, I promise you, you're not going to surprise him, first of all. He's going to be, what? (laughs) Wait, say say that again. No, he won't do that. He's going to be like, thank you for just telling me what's in there because I already knew it. Now, would you invite me to be part of the process? where we can go and heal some things up. See, he wants to be part of that. So if, if we believe that he's good, if we're a son or a daughter, we revel in the fact that God lavishes his love on us. Remember we said this together after worship? As a son or a daughter, you can say things like, God, one glance from me makes your heart go pitter-patter. See, that's a son or a daughter who knows that. You're not hoping it's true. You actually know it's true. It's just the way it is. And let me tell you, when you get to the that's just the way it is phase, ooh, things start changing really wonderfully in your life. Here's, so what else will it impact? It impacts your worship for sure. Uh, It impacts your view of life, are you on an adventure with God or are you surviving just trying to make it to the end clawing whatever you can do oh God help me get through one more day there are seasons in our life where that's really real and where the Apostle Paul where his words above all just stand there's times where that's a really good word There's times when Susan just shared she was in depression for years. That's probably a good word for her, you know? Stand, it's okay. But the Lord says at at some point, you know what, though? Susan, that wasn't my best for you. Let's go after my best. Let's have an adventure instead of surviving. So if things are not circumstantially working out for you, if it's true, that all things are working for your good. Well, because it's true, all things are working for your good. Because it's true that you have a father who has made a covenant promise with you to always be for your good and do good things for you. If that's true, and because that's true, because he's the all powerful one, then our, our mind shifts as sons and daughters shift to, huh, I wonder what God's going to do in this one. Papa, what are you going to do here? And this is not just true for your own life. I'll show you in a minute. This is true for the world and what's going on in the world. I guarantee you God's not wringing his hands wondering how this is all going to come out. (laughs) Guaranteed. He's brilliant. He's brilliant, he's brilliant, he's brilliant. So is this an adventure or is this survival? It's going to impact how you see money. I told you I was going to go back and touch this again. Do you know Jesus talked about money a lot? A lot. I, I gotta be honest with you, I rarely talk about money here. Partly, I gotta tell you, partly it's because um, I was trying to get away from what I thought was a misuse of, of uh, sometimes pastors talking a lot about money, you know, half hour offering each, you know, talk each time. I just, there was something in me that, part of that didn't feel real good or feel right. And so we kind of went the other pendulum swing and we just don't ever talk about money. That's actually not doing you a favor because, because there's a reason why Jesus made it such a big deal. Let me, let me, uh, let me just read, read a couple of things for, for, from Jesus. In Luke 19, 17, he says... Um, this is the wise investor, you know, the stewards, the parable of the stewards, uh, stewarding the uh, talents. And he says, if you're a wise investor of what I've given you, I'm going to give you cities. If you'll take care of what I've given you and not bury it, but do something with it, I'm actually going to give you charge of cities. Cities. Luke 16, 10 to 12, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. What do you think the very little is? Money. See, we, We've flipped this around where we've given money so much weight. I, I told you earlier, is, money, is having enough money going to solve your problems? You really actually need to sort this one out with God if you really think the answer is yes to that one. Because what Jesus says is that money is the little thing. He says in uh, Luke 16, now verse 11, so if you've not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? Some scriptures actually say our own, which I love that translation, where God says, you know, how can I give you what's our own? If you, if you don't even yet know how to take care of the things that are, um, that, that are just yours to use, you know, what, what could be that, that, uh, the, the more the trustworthy with the big things, I'll tell you what I believe some of that is it's people, it's, uh, systems, governments, mountains, seven mountains, including the government cities, nations, And he says, if you'll learn to take care of the little stuff and show me you can take care of that, I will invest more and more and more in you. Let me give you an example of what I mean, and then I'm going to read something from Heidi Baker's book, just a a paragraph or two. But when you look at Heidi Baker's ministry, when you look at Georgian and Winnie's ministry, many others who ministers, Leif Hetland, people who are traveling the world, I want to tell you something. A lot of those ministries actually are bringing in multiple millions of dollars a year. Did you know that? I'm not not saying which one is which and what they're bringing in because that's not what I'm trying to get at here. I'm saying these ministries, worldwide ministries that you're seeing, Patricia King, pick one. They bring in millions of dollars in a year. Why did I bring that up? Because there's a reason why God is entrusting him with that. Do you know that those same ministries, they are always thinking, what's next? What's bigger? Which nations can I have? It has nothing to do with the money. And do you know every single one of those ministries, they they are absolutely trusting God for the next amount that they need for the next bigger thing that they're doing. They do not have a nest egg somewhere because they learned something along the way. They learned God, you're gonna, we're going to think brilliantly together. We're, you're going to give us ways for, for money to flow in. And we're going to keep expanding the kingdom and expanding the kingdom and taking care of the poor and the widows and the orphans and uh, coming up with brilliant solutions for your heart to take care of this world. And God says, thank you. You watch what I can let flow through you once you really get this. But does that mean that, see, we, we all... Honestly, most of us in this room at some point we have thought if I just have enough money, I'm going to feel secure. That's what will make me feel secure. Where are you going to get your security from? If it's not from the Lord, you're not going to find it. Plain and simple. How much is enough, by the way, for you to feel secure? How secure do you want to be in money? How much is enough? Do we need to be good stewards? Yes, we do. We need to learn how to pay bills. We need to learn not to spend money we don't have, all that stuff. That, that's wisdom, actually, from the Lord. He'll give you wisdom. I understand that. But we, but we have to get past this thing that, that money is the, the answer, uh, and that if I have enough of it, that's gonna be my solution. You know, my answer is your solution to what? He already said he'll take care of you. You're gonna be with him in a very short time, so what are you here for? It's kind of a heavy word, huh? But it's intentional. God would not let me let this go. He's like, no, it's time. This, he says, you know, Brent, this thing I'm doing in your heart, this shift that's going on, it's not just for you. It's, it's, it's for the body. So it's time, you guys. It's, it's really time that we get this. Let me just read this from... Uh, from uh, Yeah, Heidi Baker's book, Always Enough. And she says, One night I was groaning in intercession for the children of Mozambique. There were thousands coming towards me. And so she's seeing them, imagining them. And I was crying, no, Lord, there are too many. And then I had a dramatic, clear vision of Jesus. I was with him. And thousands and thousands of children surrounded us. I saw his shining face and his intense burning eyes of love. I also saw his body. It was bruised and it was broken and his side was pierced. And he said to me, look into my eyes. He said, you give them something to eat. And then he took a piece of his broken body and he handed it to me. It became bread in my hands and I began to give it to the children. It multiplied in my hands. Then again, the Lord said, look into my eyes. You give them something to drink. He gave me a cup of blood and water which flowed from his side. I knew it was a cup of bitterness and joy. I drank it and then I began to give it to the children to drink. The cup did not go dry. By this point, I was crying uncontrollably. I was completely undone by his fiery eyes of love. I realized what it had cost him to provide such spiritual and physical food for us all. The Lord spoke to my heart and he said, There will always be enough because I died. This was a point at which God... You know grabbed grabbed hold of Heidi this was a huge shift from her from orphan into daughterhood and let me tell you you know thousands and thousands and thousands of orphans later tens of thousands of saved Muslims later you know and and healed bodies I mean they're out transforming that nation and now they're going after other nations Mozambique isn't enough they're going after other nations but she was in that conference as a missionary with nothing, you know, worldly. What do I have, Lord? He says, You have me. <laughs> you have all you need to go change the world, but you're going to have to start believing me. It's that faith of a little child that says, You can do anything if you believe. You've got to believe. Holy Spirit will help you, ask for his help. He's here as a friend and a counselor, he'll help you. God wants every person here to know, he he wants you to know that he loves you and he'll take care of you, he wants you to know that. So we're not trying to bypass that, in fact you have to know that in order to be a son or a daughter. To live in sonship, daughtership, you have to know that. So if you don't know that yet, well then that is your first lesson. But, but as soon as you know that, he says, but the lessons aren't done, because now what you freely received, you freely give. And he says, and he says to you, you can never outgive me. For some of you, where if if money is is a is a, a hold, if some if that's some of the orphan thinking, honestly, and this is why a lot of ministries tell you, so into something. For you who sow into blazing fire, thank you. Thank you. We're, I believe this, <laughs> this little band here, we're gonna, we're gonna absolutely rock this world. We are thinking brilliantly right now. I'd mentioned this last week with our school ministry for next year to live stream it to the world, to pastor the world. God's given us brilliant ideas of how we can do this. There are brilliant ideas. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Our, our church building, what? You know Why are we not in a, in a building yet? We, we have a building fund. I'm not sure, but you know what? We as elders, we've, we're, we're going to think brilliantly with God. We're going to say, God, what are you doing here? There's a reason. You're for us, not against us. So what's the adventure? So the same thing for you. What's the adventure that you're in right now? He's, he's going to provide for you but he's also going to give you brilliant ideas to be part of the solutions that this world is looking for. Brilliant ideas. In just a minute, we're going to declare these things too. Um, it's going to affect how you see money. It's going to affect how you reach out to others. Again, whether you're an orphan or a son or a daughter, because again, if you don't feel like you have, you're not going to reach out and give to others. So it's gonna impact that one way or the other. If you do have, you are free, you are happy to give away because you know you can never outgive God. Everything you give away, he says, so cool. Thank you for believing in me. Watch this, I'll multiply, I will multiply it. And here's another thing, it's gonna affect your identity about yourself, what you believe is gonna impact your view of the end times, big time. It's gonna impact how you view the end times is it duck and cover time right now is it hoard whatever you can to survive time or are you here to represent god's heart and bring in the harvest because that's that's the time we're in this is the time we're in and so if we're operating in fear oh no do i even have a father does he even like me am i even saved you're not going to be part of this bringing in this end time harvest like that you got to have it settled in your heart right and i want to tell you something there's nothing wrong with using wisdom if god tells you i want you to you know stock food i want you to stock some water whatever any anything practical like that is that okay have a generator or not is that okay or not totally up to the holy spirit totally up to the holy spirit because I'll tell you why. Because a lot of people have done all those things and suddenly there was some kind of whatever, oh, there's an earthquake and everything, is, oh, bummer, it's all gone. Everything that's stored over there, it's gone. Um, I'm not saying it's not smart if God tells you to, but this is what I do believe is coming. I believe that whatever is coming in world history, you are here to be bright lights shining and, and you are going to be the answers that people are looking for, Christ in you. I believe very much so, and we've seen this. Lee Bettencourt, who did outreaches in Oakland, we have already, people here have seen multiplication of food. I, I know we hear Heidi Baker stories and others. Guess what's happening right here in the, in the Bay Area? Is that, is that doable for you? If, if you needed to, would God multiply food for you? Oh, absolutely. Would he purify water for you? Oh, absolutely. Just so long as you had the faith to believe it and ask for it. See, he's looking for who are going to represent me in these, in these last days. We have to have a different mindset. All right. All right then. so, um, oh, God's going to bring inconsistencies into light. All I wanted to say here is, we're, we're getting close here to wrapping up. What I wanted to say here is this. Don't be upset if you're going, oh, man, I didn't know I had vestiges of that thing, um, no problem. God loves bringing things to light not to shame you, not to be disappointed in you, but he brings it to light because unless he shows you, you can't see it. If his spirit doesn't show you things about your life that are inconsistent with who he says you are, you can't see it. Be thankful when he shows you things because he's inviting you He's inviting you to let him do something about it. God, I, thank you for showing me. Now you have a different prayer, don't you? Now that you see it, now you can say, God, would you do something about it? He says, so glad you asked. I would love to. Let's start doing that. So I'm just telling you, he's going to bring inconsistencies into the light. I want to do something right now. We're, we're going to get into groups of two or three, and this is just for like three minutes. So some of you already, whenever I say this, I could feel the nervousness the wrestling you know like oh no um, I promise this is a good thing it's not gonna be very long either you won't be hanging out there for a long time two people or three this is so if you're with a, if you're with a spouse can you talk together I hope you do all the time and you can tonight too um, that works for me this is what I The reason why let me tell you why I'm why I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do because I, I want you actually to engage with this a minute. I just gave you some things to think about. A lot of times we'll leave a message like this, and then we'll just go off and do the next thing. I want you to stop and say, what's God saying to you? So this is, wh- this is what I want you to do. I want you to, um, I want you to share what God has just shown you that you need as an upgrade to believe who you are as his son or daughter. See how I kept that positive? Where do you need the upgrade? <laughs> okay, I just saw I need an upgrade in this. And then I would like, I would like you to, to make a declaration to each other. So if I'm talking to Suzanne, God shows me I need an upgrade in this. I say, Lord, give Suzanne an upgrade in this area. I'm going to declare it as a reality. Thank you, Lord. This is your intent for her to grow as a daughter in this area. Do you see? Very positive. Are you all getting this? Cause this isn't like we don't this is not sozo time. This is not deep inner healing time. This is just simply share something that God's showing you right now. The other person I want you just to declare it as a reality for them. Cause it's the most powerful thing you can do is agree with God in prayer. All right. Nope, nobody you can't exit those doors right now. And <laughs> we're really almost done. I promise, we're almost done. This is good for you. So <laughs> pick someone and go ahead and share. I'm only going to give you, in fact, in about one or two minutes, I'm going to make sure, and I'll say, make sure both of you have shared. So go ahead, pick someone or three people. Two or three. If you're by yourself, go find someone.